Welcome back to another episode of Let's the She That Believe. We're on season two, episode 18. Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, take control of everything that's going on. Every disruption, every distraction, every delay. Father God, take control of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all, this is my third time um, trying to start this podcast, this episode. <laughs> the enemy does not want somebody out there needs this word. And I'm going to, I don't care. I'm going to get this out there in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for your blood over this episode and blood of Jesus over this episode right now. Because somebody needs to, somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs this word of encouragement. I don't know who you are or what you're going through. I know this is the holiday season and it's tough for a lot of people, but you are going to come out of this and you are going to walk in strength and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may not even be saved yet. Notice I said yet, but you're going to give your life to the Lord and you are going to walk in victory every day until your last breath on this earth because the enemy is mad and he does not. Y'all, this is my third time. The first time I started recording and it wasn't even recording because I hit the wrong button. The second time <laughs> I I was like, okay, <laughs> y'all, the enemy, the enemy is coming against. And I I mean, right in the middle of it, it just shut down. Like soundtrap just shut down. Like my computer shut down. Then soundtrap shut down. Every tab I clicked on was blank. Like everything was messing up. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. Because I, I, I'm not fooling with the enemy today. The core scripture is from Psalm 34 and verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. The word affliction means calamity, distress, pain, persecution. Basically hard things. Okay. So I like a new living translation of that verse, that core verse. Because the latter part where it says, but the Lord delivers them out of all, it says, but the Lord comes to the rescue. I love that. He comes to our rescue. When we're going through, he comes to our rescue. So even though you may be going through something really hard today, you may be going through, you may be battling depression. You may be battling suicidal thoughts. You may be battling bitterness or anger or whatever. The Lord is going to come to your rescue. If you call on the name of Jesus, he'll come to your rescue. So, let me get to, I, I can't even, <laughs> oh, I was talking about the apostle Paul because a lot of Christians and a lot of believers feel like once we get saved, it's supposed to be easy living. No, no, you signed up. You, you have signed up to be in the army of the Lord. Okay. So we're at war every single day of our lives until we get called home to glory. And I don't know what you, I don't know. Somebody must didn't tell you about this whole benefits package here. <laughs> you get saved, you know, um, you're washed again. You're, you're washed in the blood of Jesus. You're born again. You're free from sin and death. However, you got to go through stuff because now you are a willing vessel to be used by the Lord. And you want to be used by the Lord because if you're not, I mean, if he says in one scripture, the ax is laid to the root of the tree because it's bearing no fruit. You want to bear fruit for the Lord and bearing fruit means we're going through stuff because that's how his glory gets revealed is when we go through the hard stuff, his glory is revealed through us says, um, 
we have a treasure in this earth in this earthen vessel and we're the earthen vessels that's why a lot of times when people are quoting or saying the lord's prayer they say um in heaven at as in wait is it i always get it mixed up <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven it's not on earth if you go and look at the scripture it's in earth in earth we're the earth we're the earth and vessels and we want to be used by the lord that should be a prayer lord use me today how lord i use me today however you see fit that should be our prayer every single day we before we even get out of the bed you know put your uh, i heard priscilla shire say before you even let your feet hit the floor you need to say i put my body on the altar sacrifice today holy and acceptable which is my reasonable service unto god lord use me however you see fit i i am submitting myself to you like that should be our prayer every day before we hit listen and i y'all i started doing like i just heard her say that it was the last week when i was watching something of hers week before and i have been doing my best to say that sometimes i'm like lord how you the way you used me yesterday i'm a little nervous about today i don't know if i need to say that today you know but overall that should be our prayer um we get afflicted the apostle paul went through an affliction and he says in second corinthians first uh verses 12 he said um let's see for he said uh verse 7 chapter 12 second corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 and lest i should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of satan to buffet me lest i should be exalted above measure for this thing i besought the lord thrice that it might depart from me and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me therefore i take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches in necessities and persecutions and distresses for christ's sake for when i am weak then am i strong y'all the apostle paul was a bad boy because let me tell you something how many of y'all like being afflicted i mean i can't see your hands but i know none of them are raised okay because i didn't raise my hand okay <laughs> i didn't raise my hand Ooh, i let me tell you something the apostle paul basically what happened is the lord gave him a couple of revelations like he said he got caught up to the third heaven i don't know where that is on a map i don't know if google can find the third heaven or google earth i don't know but i know the apostle paul went there and um he saw stuff okay and then he said in verse seven lest i should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of satan to buffet me so he had a thorn in the flesh he went to the lord like hey i need this gone like move and the lord said my grace is sufficient for you no you're gonna <laughs> it's gonna stay there it needs to stay there so one thing about afflictions is afflictions can come because it's to keep us humble it's to keep us grounded the apostle paul think about this man this man i can't remember what book it was in but was it was it philippians 
Y'all know I'm not good with street addresses. I can I can get you there, but I, don't ask me what street it's on. I think it's in Philippians, but I'm not sure. And he gave out his resume, like list, literally his educational background, his upbringing, everything. He was basically the creme de la creme, okay? The top notch, the top dog. So can you imagine he has all of those things under his belt and he got caught up to the third heaven? You wouldn't be able to tell him nothing. Some of us get just a little piece of education and you can't even tell us nothing. Now we got to start saying hello. <laughs> like we're here. Hello. I'm educated. You know, like you got an associate's degree and I'm not knocking anybody with an associate's degree, but like you got a high school diploma, like congratulations and everything. Now go sit down, go get a job, go work. You know, like we get a little piece of education and nobody can tell us anything. <laughs> So the Lord will allow afflictions to come to humble us. So that's one thing. Afflictions come to humble us. The second thing, um, afflictions come to keep us under the word of God, to keep give us authority. What do I mean by that? If you go to Psalm 119, Verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. And in verse 71, if you jump down to a couple of verses to verse 71, it says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Because let me tell you something. Some of us don't read the Bible until trouble comes. Ooh, I'm going to let that sit. Mm. Some of us don't read the word of God until trouble comes. Why do we do that? Notice when I said at the beginning, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you signed up to be in the army of the Lord. We always at war. You got to have on your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth, your feet covered with the gospel of peace, your, your shield of faith, which quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy, and your sword of the spirit, which can cut asunder to the very marrow because it's the word of God. And you put your road of righteousness on and you put on the Lord Jesus Christ just in case you forgot anything because goodness and mercy got you on the on the rear side. They got your back. Okay. So you ain't got nothing to cover your back because we're not made to retreat. We're made to only go forward. So surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. They got your rear. Okay. So you in the army, whether you realize it or not, God, Jesus said, no. It was an it was Apostle Paul. He said, endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all, we're in a battle every single day. Every breath we take, we are in a battle. We're in a battle. We're either battling thoughts of our minds, we're either battling physical thoughts, or we're like not physical thoughts, physical situations, or like spiritual stuff which all of that comes from spiritual stuff you know but we're battling so why do we as believers think oh well i got jesus now i don't need to be going through no no <laughs> if nothing else we get hit more because we know jesus because see before we got saved we belong to satan and i know a lot of y'all don't want to hear that I know people who don't who are listening who don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. You don't want to hear that you belong to Satan, but it's true. 
because you can only serve one master. The Bible tells us that you can, no man can serve two masters. You're either going to love one and hate the other. Okay. You're either going to cleave the one and leave the other one. So if you are not serving Jesus Christ, you're serving Satan. He's your master. I know we don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. So if that's the case, when we sign up for this battle, when we sign up with Jesus and we're, we're in the army of the Lord, we have to also realize that we're going to get a lot of attacks because the enemy is mad that we left. He is mad. So the enemy only has three purposes, steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. To steal, to kill, and destroy. That's his part. That's, that's the three things right there. He either going to steal, kill, or destroy. Okay. Now in first Peter chapter five, it says in verse eight, I'm going to start at verse eight. It says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Verse nine, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now I've always heard this one way preached one way, but when I looked at the translation, I understand why it's that way too. So the amplified version says, um, for verse nine, it says, well, actually, I'm going to start at verse 8 in the Amplified Version. It says, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack. Um, Rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. I like that. Now, the other way I've heard it, because I mean, it makes sense. You cannot let the enemy lie to you and say, you're the only person going through this. You're not the only person going through battling depression. You're not the only person battling with um, animosity in your family. You're not the only person um, dealing with rebellious children. You're not the only person dealing with a hateful boss. You're not the only person dealing with people trying to throw you on, but you're not the only person. And it's like 15 billion people in the world. I don't know the math on that, but it's a lot of people out here living each and every day. Everybody's going through, think, just sit and think about that. Everybody is literally going through something. Everybody. And if you're not going through, you must have just came out or you're about to go back in. So, like, there's really no break. I watched Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman, okay? Watch the movie, the first movie, um, Friday night. And then I watched Wonder Woman 1984 last night, which I never saw that one. So, that one was really good. But what I love about the first movie is when she was in her training, her aunt, um, Diana's aunt, aunt Antiope, Antiope, fiercest warrior, um, at the, the mascara, the, I can't even pronounce where they live, Amazon land. Okay. Um, she was training her. That's her aunt. She's training her. So she was doing practice drills and she got a little bit cocky. 
you can tell she got a little cocky with the stuff that she was doing because she was whooping everybody behind. But it's like, okay, you only whooping everybody behind because you are basically a demigod. You know, like you're a part god, part human. So nobody's going to be able to really defeat you unless it's another guy. Anyway, sorry for those of y'all who don't watch movies like Marvel and DC Comics movies. Anyway, so <laughs> so she she paused for a minute after she took somebody down and her aunt came up behind her with the sword doing the sword she said don't you ever think you stop you know like don't you stop you got to keep fighting you are all, you have to keep fighting there are no pauses in the battle and see when they got attacked later on when they got attacked she did the same thing she took a breath you know and started walking around somebody almost shot her and her aunt jumped in front of the bullet to keep her alive which nobody realized that she could have got hit and she would have still survived. Nobody realized that. So anyway, her aunt jumped in front of the bullet, but that's because she took her eyes off the fight. She thought because she was done that everything. No, just because you have a pause, just because the gunfire is paused doesn't mean the war is over. Just because there's a ceasefire doesn't mean the war is over. Just because they taking a break, they're reloading. When you have a pause in whatever it is that you're going through, okay, you won that battle. You you beat that temptation with the word of God. Okay, get ready because the enemy reloaded. What he's doing now is reassessing how you operate. The enemy and his demons study us. I, I don't know if y'all realize that. These spirits, these familiar spirits that have been in your family for generations, they know you. They know your moves because they were with your great-grandma and great-grandfather. They know this stuff. They know everything about you. That's why when y'all go to them psychics and stuff, they calling up familiar spirits. That's why they can tell you everything about your family. It ain't the psychic. They're just... Those aren't your family members talking to you. I hope y'all realize that. Those are spirits. Those are familiar spirits. Y'all better leave that mess alone. Y'all better leave it alone. Y'all better stop using a Ouija board that's full of Satan. That is a demonic entity that is used to get into your house and breach your peace, breach your protection. Y'all better leave that mess alone. Leave it alone. If you got a Ouija board in your house, you better burn it up with some fire and put some oil in your house and ask God to forgive you. You better repent for using that mess. Those are not your family members that you're talking to. Those are familiar spirits. Y'all better get that mess out your house. I am so serious. Get it out your house. Y'all better, I'm not, <laughs> get it out your house. Get it out your house. When you have a break, you have a season of peace, you better get ready because the enemy is just reloading. He might have emptied the clip on that last temptation, but he reloading. Keep your guard up. Keep your guard up because he is walking about as a roaring lion seeking whom he made a vow and that verse right there <laughs> he walks about as a roaring lion that's a simile in english we call those similes comparing two unlike objects with the with the words like or as satan walks about as a roaring lion who's the lion of judah jesus see satan can't do anything on his own he has to mimic something he's a counterfeit okay he's a counterfeit just like pay less shoes 
I don't know if y'all remember Payless Shoe Store. Listen, they <laughs> Payless Shoe Store was the place. Okay, that was the place to go get your shoes. But Payless Shoe Store would copy name brand shoes at a reasonable price. Cause I remember I had me some shell toe um, shoes that was supposed to be Adidas. They weren't Adidas. They was from Payless. Didn't care. I was in high school. Did not care. I still rocked them. Parents weren't paying all that money for them shoes. So you have to you have to make sure that you re like the enemy is reloading, and that's and a lot of times we as believers we get lazy, and that's why we have afflictions also to keep us on our toes. We cannot rest. We cannot rest. We cannot rest. We always have to stay alert. We have to stay on guard. I'm and it's so frustrating because it's like, oh my gosh, can I just live? Can I just live? I want a break. I felt that. I felt that last year and this year. I was like, can I just get a break? Can I just like have a moment to, to breathe? All is praying, all is fasting. I was like, Lord, I ain't got no husband. Am I ever going to get married and have kids? I'm praying and fasting all the time. Like, can I just be a human being and enjoy the creation that you have made? I just want to go on a cruise and eat all the time, the whole time of cruise. That's all I want to do. Like, seriously, it gets to that point. But you know what? When the attack come and you've been fasting and praying, fasting and praying, and the and the temptation come and you're able to withstand, you're able to resist, it ain't in your own strength. It's because of the Lord. It's because of the Lord. It's because of his word that you built up in those off seasons. Even, even athletes have off seasons, but you know what they're doing in the off season? They're training. They're training. They're never really off. They're training. Because if they have an off, when they have their off season, if they don't train, they're going to be out of shape and they're not going to be ready for the season. We cannot afford to relax. We can't afford, we, we can't, we cannot rest on our laurels as the saying goes. We can't rest on the, the last victory we won. We can't rest on that. We got to keep going. We have to. That's what good soldiers do. They keep moving. They keep pushing. So some of you, and that and that brings me to my other meaning. Um, the other meaning of that scripture that I take is, it says the afflictions that are, whom resist, the, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren. So one, everybody's going through this who know the Lord. Everybody's going through stuff. But two, everybody's going through this, whether they know Jesus or not. Everybody's going through something. The, but in the King James, it says, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren who are in the world or that are in the world. Me personally, I take that as those who do not know the Lord. And it says it's accomplished. Let's say the believer is dealing with depression. Okay. They start speaking the word of God. They speaking the word of God. They go into therapy. They working this thing out. When the enemy comes with, with that, they're, they're speaking the word of God over that situation. Da, 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 da. Doing that, doing that, doing that. Somebody who may not know Jesus they don't have the word to fight with. See, that's our offensive weapon is the word of God. That, <laughs> And so someone who does not have a relationship with Jesus, they don't have the word to fight with. 
So that depression is on them heavy. And they're walking around bent over like the woman that was in the church in the Bible for years. Hump, just humped over with depression. Or they're, they're having thoughts of they're not valuable. Nobody loves them. They're just these horrible thoughts the enemy keeps throwing their way because they don't have any hope. They don't. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how big their house is, how many cars they have in their garage. They, they don't have any hope. We have a hope that makes it not a shame. We have a hope in Jesus because he's our Lord and Savior. And if he's not your Lord and Savior, I pray that you make him your Lord and Savior. I pray that you accept him into your heart and say, Jesus, save me. And to be honest, that's all you got to say. Anybody who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. That's what it says in the book of Acts, chapter 2, I think, verse 28. 220, 228, something like that. Anyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. And say, Jesus saved me. I mean, it's like, y'all, I did a podcast in the first season. And don't ask me what episode. Um, it says, My pain was to comfort. His pain, his passion was to save. Something, I think it was something around like that. And basically, what I talked about was we as believers go through hard things for all of the reasons that I talked about tonight. To humble us, to, I mean, I didn't even really get back into one night, Psalm 119, verses 67 and 71. Um, before, I went, before I was afflicted, I went astray. It keeps us disciplined. Affliction keeps us disciplined because... Like I asked, uh, how many of you read your Bible? How many of you don't read your Bible until you something happened? <laughs> when we get when we go through hard things, we stay in that word, don't we? We be praying them scriptures hard, don't we? And as soon as it lightens up, we start reading the Bible. As soon as the Lord opens that door and we start getting the stuff we've been praying years for. Oh. The Bible says, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Y'all. So, affliction humbles us. Affliction disciplines us. But affliction also reveals God's glory through us. How does that happen? Because the same stuff that I go through, somebody else goes through. And they can see how the Lord brought me out. And if they, let me tell you something. Why am I going to talk to somebody who don't know what it's like to be poor or not poor, but broke, who has no money in their account? How, why would I talk to somebody who who's always had money? I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to somebody who didn't have the money and what, and what the Lord did for them. It may not work the same way for me. I might have to do something a little differently, but that's going to bless me more than somebody who's always had money. So believers, my brothers and sisters in Christ, for those of you who are going through something right now, it's not just for you. What you're going through is not just for you. It's for other people to see. And so that way their faith can be built in. My mother just had her knee replaced and she had her knee replaced in September. When, let me tell y'all something. I don't know what my mama, listen, 
we was in church and she came back in the sanctuary during announcements. My pastor said, slow down, slow down. She had a crutch and she was literally carrying a crutch, like not the crutches, but the walker. She was literally carrying it. And that was like maybe three weeks after her surgery, four weeks after her surgery. She was like carrying the, the walker. Well, here's the thing. Um, it was, we were getting ready to decorate, dec decorate, <laughs> decorate for our church banquet. And she was sitting at her house on a high chair top or a high top chair. And she had her ankles crossed. When my mama stood up, she had a pain in her hip. She went to the doctor, they did CAT scan, found out that there's no blood flowing to the ball of the hip bone on the, the socket. The ball, is it, there's no blood flow to it. Um, basically, they told her, this is what happens right before um, like your hip basically collapses. Um, but this is a common thing that happens to people who have a knee replacement because I'm going to tell you, my mom has scoliosis ever since she was a child. And the my mama has gone through so many injuries playing sports. She she did adult softball. So I don't know if it's that particular knee or if it was the other knee. But one of the knees, um, when she was running to catch the softball, it was in a grassy field. And the grass was covering a hole. So she ran into the hole didn't because she didn't see the hole because it was covered with grass and her knee twisted so injuries like that you know one time i remember i was a kid we lived in an apartment i heard a tumble my mom had slipped on the stairs into a split while she was on the phone with my granny okay like stuff like that i still remember seeing her on the stairs she was in a split i'm like yep <laughs> so it's stuff like that that um caused her knee injuries but anyway to make a long story short my mom was like i didn't even get to enjoy my niece healing because my mom is six feet tall i'm six feet tall but for uh, the last couple of years i've been taller than her because her body has shifted to accommodate the pain that was in that knee because she had cartilage on car like she not cartilage on cartilage cartilage she had bone on bone because there was no cartilage left in her knee and that knee that she had replaced there was no cartilage left she said when they came to her room to check on her they said yeah you had to get your knee <laughs> there was that knee was no it was over it was over so she said i didn't even get a chance to enjoy my knee because we were talking about how people were coming up to me telling me like how my mom was such an inspiration and a blessing to them because they've been wanting to get knee surgery but they were scared to get it and they saw how well she recovered from it so they were like yeah i'm definitely going to go get it now and so now she said i don't want to go back to church because people at church saw me how well i was walking and stuff and now i got this going on with my hip and i'm limping again but it's not because of my knee i said mama you know what don't worry about that i said look how the lord graced you and allowed your knee to be replaced. I said, think about it. If there was nothing ever wrong with your knee, you wouldn't have known about your hip. You would have never known about your hip. And you could have been at Walmart or somewhere and, and collapsed. Your hip could have just gave out. So now that we know that, we can go ahead and get it taken care of. But see, we as believers, 
we just think about the fact that, well, I I wanted to do this and I didn't get a chance. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, I ain't got my, no money in my account. I've been like, this, this has been going on since 2021. December 2000, this has been two years. Two years. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. I'm like, I am third, almost 30. Lord willing, I'll be 38 in January 7th. I'll be 38. And I'm sitting here like, my mama is giving me money sometimes. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, Lord, you did not allow me to move out my parents' house to be like, begging for money like i'm sitting here like how can i get some food stamp you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to figure out how can i get money but you know what it's okay because i had to realize after all of this time i have to realize that you know what this is part of my testimony because it might be somebody out there you might be like i'm about to lose my house y'all i'm gonna tell you right now when the Lord said, I shall supply all your need according to my riches and glory and through Christ Jesus, or according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus, he, he mean that because every bill has been paid. Every single bill has been paid. There has been food in my kitchen. Y'all, I might have to pull up, I might have to pull the Vienna sausages out, the salchichas, I might have to pull them out. But doggone it, I got some food in my house. You hear me? <laughs> Y'all hear me? So he's teaching me i don't need money i need him i need him i can't do this without him i can have all the money in the world the bible says what what do you gain by having all having the whole world but losing your soul what what am i going to gain by having all of the riches in the world and i don't know jesus or i lose my relationship with jesus because i forget about him i put him on the back burner I can't, I have, he's getting me to the point where it's like, I don't care about nothing else. Do I have Jesus check box? Yes. Yes. He's all I need. I don't have a husband right now. Cause you know what? The Lord is like, you don't need a man. You need me. I'm your husband. I am your husband. I'm your Lord. I'm your savior. I'm your husband. I'm your provider. I'm your protector. I'm your deliverer. I'm your friend. I'm your confidant. I'm your, I'm your attorney. I'm, he's everything to me. If I lost everything, I still have everything because he's the only thing that I need. He is the only one I need. And I am so y'all, <laughs> everything I had to go through to get to that, to point, to say that if I lost everything, He's the only thing that I would need. I still have everything because I have him. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have him than riches untold. I'd rather have him than houses or land. Mm. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know who it's for tonight or today, wherever you are whatever time it is. I don't know who this is for, but let me tell you something. The afflictions you go through is not just for you to learn something. It's to glorify God. Because when we go through the fire, we're going to come out as gold. We stay in the fire until he can see his reflection in us. 
we have to be afflicted because he's got to get that stuff out of us that we brought into this relationship with him. We got luggage. <laughs> we got we got baggage that we brought into our relationship with Jesus. And he's going through the baggage and getting rid of the stuff that we don't need. So it hurts sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. You know, you got to cry sometimes. Weeping may endure for the night, but that joy, that joy going to come in the morning. Because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. The, the joy is coming. Mm, thank you, Jesus. The joy is coming. Your night season, and it always gets darkest before the dawn. Your night season, you may be wondering how much longer, Lord. Don't worry about the how much longer. Trust God and do good. Trust God and do good. You may be going through some situations that you can't even tell nobody about because it, it hurts. And as soon as you try to tell somebody, you ain't even going to get the words out. It makes you want to just groan. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Trust God and do good. Y'all, I had, this is my third time. I'm just, um, this is my third time starting this podcast. Because the enemy did not want somebody to hear this. You are going to be okay. Just keep going. Continue to be unmovable. Steadfast. Be unmovable. Don't move. Having done all, stand. Stand. Having done all, stand. The Egyptians you see today, you shall see no more forever. The Egyptians of, of, of lack, the Egyptians of, of poverty, the Egyptians of, of bitterness, the Egyptians of drug use, the Egyptians of, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand. And having done all, stand. That's all he, we just, we're to stand. He didn't tell us to move. Be un. Be steadfast, unmovable. Be steadfast, unmovable. He didn't tell us the. He didn't tell us to move. He said, "Stand." He's fighting the battle for us. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he raises the standard. He does the work, and he's already won the battle. He's already won. We just have to stand on his word. We stand on his word. But you can't stand on his word if you don't read his word. You can't stand on his word if you don't have a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. You can't stand. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. So, this week, reevaluate your situations. Look at those afflictions. Think about the Apostle Paul and how in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, read that, how he took his afflictions. Y'all, he said, this man literally said, 
That's why I take pleasures. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And here's the last thing. Sometimes we bring the afflictions on ourselves because of our disobedience. Hmm. Because he said that I suffer for Christ. Sometimes in our disobedience, we open the door for afflictions to come. We open the door for them consequences. For the wages of sin is death. A wage is something that you get paid because it's owed to you. So when you work in your sin through disobedience because the Lord told you to do something and you did something else or, you know, you just out here living reckless, which is disobedience, you open that door for that for, for trouble to come. So this week, reevaluate your relationship with, with the Lord. See where you are. Your afflictions, are they bought on by you? Are your afflictions to humble you? Are your affliction, afflictions to prepare you for what the Lord is getting ready to do in your life? Because sometimes that happens. He has to test you and prove you to see you if you're not going to lose your mind when he bless you with that man or that woman or them children. Are you going to forget about him when he blesses you? Because let me tell you something. Whew, Lord, this stuff I done been through for the past two years, I'm sitting here like, let me write everything down because my Bible says in Psalm 103 verse two, bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. <sighs> Maverick city and elevation worship have a song on their album. Old church basement, a million little miracles. One, two, three, four. I can't even count them all. I got miracles on miracles, million little miracles. Miracles on miracles. Count your miracles. One, two, three, four. I can't even count them all. Y'all, this week, write everything down the Lord has done for you. Because see, that's going to take your attention off of the stuff that you're going through. And it's going to make you praise God for everything that he's done for you. When you, let me tell you something. Your praise is the strongest weapon that you have against the enemy. Your praise is the strongest. Praise confuses the enemy. That's why the walls of Jericho. Oof, Jesus, thank you. That's why the walls of Jericho fail. That's why the Lord said, I don't need y'all to run up in there. I just need y'all to do what I told you to do. See, when you're obedient and you do what the Lord told you to do, it may seem crazy. Because listen, I guarantee you, they thought, they were like, why are we marching around this city so many times and not doing anything? But that last day, when they lifted up a shout of praise, it confused the enemy. And the walls came, the walls of Jericho came down. Y'all, your praise will confuse the enemy. Write every, everything that you can remember the Lord has done because I know it's been a lot of stuff. Even if all that day that he, that you, that you, that the Lord has done for you that you can remember is that he woke you up. That, that's enough right there. That right there is enough. He woke you up, not just woke you up, but woke you up in your right mind. He allowed you to breathe on your own. He allowed you to swallow your food. He's allowing you to see in color. He's allowing your speech to be understood and heard. He, he allowed you to hear this morning. He's allowed you to be able to, to think complex and, and complicated thoughts. 
He's allowed your mind to work right. You can go to the bathroom by yourself without assistance. How about that? How about you could put your clothes on and your shoes on without assistance? That's a Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's enough. That's more than enough. That's more than enough reason to give him praise each and every day. So when you take your eyes off of what you're going through and put your eyes on what God has already done for you, it shifts the atmosphere. And I thank God for that. And that's where we're going to stop today because Lord, thank you, Jesus, that y'all, y'all, you have the victory in Christ. Christ causes us to triumph. God causes us to triumph through Christ Jesus, his son. We have the victory. When you trust in Jesus, you're already guaranteed the victory. If you don't know Jesus, I, I highly suggest that you get to know him. Just call on his name and say, Lord Jesus, save me. I believe in you. I believe that, that your father has raised you from the dead and that you are alive and well. You sit on his right hand. Oof. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Call on his name. That's all I have for y'all this week. I pray that y'all have a blessed rest of your week and I will talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Bye.